Um, you fell off quite a few times trying to push me over. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work out so well for me. <laughs> that was that was so karmic, wasn't it? I saw you coming at me, and I'm like, what's going on here? You're trying to push me off, and you fell off. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hey there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's such a pleasure to catch up with you, Ezra. I imagine it's getting a little cooler over there for Christmas. Oh, my God. We've got like six inches of snow on the ground. I've seen foxes. Uh, you can't really get out my driveway right now. You, you, uh, the sort of frozen, so I'm kind of stuck up here. But it's beautiful. I mean, it's its own kind of beautiful. I've been afraid of the New York winter for like a decade for no apparent reason. You know, I've been I've been escaping. Like every winter, I go to Hawaii or I go, you know, somewhere. On uh, this winter, uh, we're we've stayed in New York, and it's just been like a really pleasant and beautiful and fun experience. That's cool. You know, um, some people chase the endless summer, and then there are other people who chase an endless winter. Yeah, I understand. I can. I mean, I like the best of both worlds. For example, Dean Jackson likes it a little cooler, so mm. he travels here during the cooler season and uh, goes up to Canada and and he basically gets out of Florida when it gets a bit too warm. Shout shout out to Dean Jackson, who's probably watching a movie right now. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, almost <laughs> certainly watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Or working on those uh, ninety minute books, which is. Cranking out. Yeah, yeah. What a marketing machine that guy is. Different story over here, Ezra. It's board shorts and and uh, no shirts, no shoes type weather. Yeah, this is about the time I would normally be gearing up to get ready to come. You know, it's be- coming to your event is always so much fun for me because, you know, it's been such a rough winter in New York. And then like in March, we get to get out of the madness and go to Australia for the summer. Oh, it's just so, it's so good this time of the year. It's, yeah. I really enjoy it. March is the best time because the water is still warm. It just takes a little edge off that top mm. layer of heat and all the tourists are starting to dissipate. Yeah, so you kind of the beach kind of opens back up for you. Uh, and the waves are getting better. Veterans. Get the best waves. Those with, yeah, well, my wife yeah. told me on a separate note that I can't like my own Facebook posts, so I have to stop. Yeah, I have to stop. Really? What's the world coming to? Uh, you know? <laughs> I have to stop that behavior, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know I was a liker of my own Facebook posts until it was pointed out to me. And she was like, dude, you can't like your own stuff. Like, that does not make you look popular. So, I, I'm pretty sure I've done it before, and I also agree. It's, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, well, what happened was I was on a Facebook Live, and on, what I really like about being on a Facebook Live is you get those little floating around, like the likes and the hearts float around. So I was doing that for myself, and she didn't. She, she shut that down. Oh, no. Driving up false user engagement. <laughs> That's what it was. It was bad. It was bad. But it felt so good, James. That's the thing. Um, so this episode of Think, Act, Get is about patience. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Patience. What is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. It's also a card game and a Guns N' Roses song. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff uh, that, you know, good things come to those who wait, they say. You know, what made me think of this story, I I was just telling you, James, it's the end of the year here. It's December 21st at the time of recording. And Boom by Cindy Joseph, which is my biggest business that I am a part of, that I'm an owner of, you know, we did our, we finishing up our our taxes and our, all this kind of stuff. And we're doing our, um, you know, ownership profit distribution. Of course, we all have salaries and things like that. We pay our team. And then at the end of the year, we distribute uh, some of the profit that's left over, which is a fairly common practice for businesses. And um, I'm getting a healthy, you know, uh, profit share this year, which is really cool. And it made me think about the, the trajectory of that brand from a business perspective. Like, we started Boom essentially in like 2009. We started puttering around with Boom and, you know, 2010 through 2014, we were like working at it, you know, and then 2015, we really hit our stride and 2016 has been incredible. And just the patience of the journey of that brand and the reason why I, I've been thinking, you know, about that is I've been getting so many people coming to me and saying like, when's it going to happen? Or, or especially in the e-commerce space, because a lot of people who come to me in the e-commerce space are people who have successful Amazon businesses and they want to transition into building their own successful brand on like Shopify or something like that. And the interesting thing about Amazon is it's kind of like, you know, the SEO days where it was, it's kind of been easy over the last couple of years to launch a brand on Amazon and see pretty pretty immediate, amazing results. And then folks go to the sort of endeavor of creating their own brand and they're not seeing those kind of results within six months. And I'm like, man, six months is not a long time. Like you really got to give it some, you got to have some patience, you know? So that's kind of what's inspired this episode. It's such a nice edge too. You know, there's times you want to be patient. There's times you want to be impatient, but I think you have to use some filters to decide you know, what's acceptable or not. For for example, one of the filters I use is, can I control it? Because if I can't control it, Mm. then, you know, you need to be patient. It's just a matter of working on yourself and how you interact with the idea that you can't have something instantly. Can you accept that delay or, or embrace it? or even enjoy it in some cases, knowing that it's beyond your control, that it is inevitable. For example, if I, if I want to have a great surf today, but the, the waves aren't working in my favor, I don't have a wave pool here, so I can't just dial in my preference. I have to wait for the good swells to come. Or I can then switch to something I can control. I could hop on a plane and go somewhere else where there is good waves. And I've contemplated that before. (laughs) So close to going to Bali when it was flat here for a week. It was turned into a lake. I was starting to go a bit crazy. I just needed to... We've got to get you a paddleboard. Oh, man, I'm not going to turn to the dark side. Are you serious? Yeah, okay. I apologize. (laughs) Bad suggestion. Well, I guess it's not as bad as, (laughs) as the boogie boarder. Here, here's what we could do. We could get you one of those electric surfboards, and then you don't even need a wave. No, nah, that's, that's not, not on. <laughs> that's so, nonsense. You know, can I control it? Uh, yes or no? Is it the right thing to be concerned about? So something like that. It's a part of my life, so it's not going to go away. So it is something that I'm focused on. So with the business example, there's a, that's that's a really interesting one because. If you're being patient, but you're doing the wrong things, then you'll never get to the destination. Totally. Like, for example, your your example there, if the person's doing the wrong things, they're not quite setting it up the right way or they don't have products that people are interested in, 
there's a chance they will never. Or they're not telling a good story or their advertising strategy yeah. is not, you know, uh, proper. Right. So they might be patient and not get any sort of result. However, they were, this is where, like, I'm so tuned into this because of the coaching that I do. Uh, some people, impatient, and I've seen some people get great results fairly quickly because it's, it's all about us eliminating all the wrong steps. So if, if you were to just do the right things, only the right things in rapid succession, you can actually get an enormous amount done in 90 days compared to, uh, you know, from a standing start compared to someone who's plodding around with the wrong information. But I do see in the coaching discussions that I have, I see a lot of the reminders of where I came from. This one guy, he was like, you know, I'm an expert at learning. I consume information. I've got ideas swimming around in my brain. I've, my, my wife is a silent partner in my business. She's funding it while I'm, you know, working on it. She's expecting a payout, uh, you know, and so on. I, I read these things and I go, okay, dude, I know what that's like. <laughs> In this case, though, you have to be realistic about how long it takes to establish a business like Boom or even my SEO business. Like Typically, my businesses are profitable from day one or very close to it. I think that was a $500 domain name and sold for, for a lot more than that. And I've also sold my website development business. And there's another business that I'm working on now that, that is just turned profitable but it's taken a year or two and that's because it's a slower burn model but i'm very patient with that yeah. because i've got a longer term view of it and i know the elements i can control and i'm pretty sure i'm doing the right things now after three or four slight changes in direction so and you're coming from a perspective where you're not hungry right like you've got your needs met so you can afford to have patience in relationship to this new venture right like it's well, not like different thing you know it's not that i'm not hungry i actually have quite an appetite for that business it's more that i'm not compromised or desperate and a lot of business operators are operating in the zone of desperation or compromise and that can cause them to be impatient. And that really does dial up their irritability around having to wait for something, which is pretty much the definition of patience. Uh, you know, if you, if you can tolerate a delay without getting cranky, then you're reasonably patient. Yeah. And I, I, well, I mean, I think there's so much focus on, on goal orientation. Everyone is like so goal oriented in relationship to the endeavors that they're uh, pursuing, like they, they're they're really actively pursuing the goal, and the, the goal is all they're thinking about. And I think that there's benefit to that, but I also think that there's benefit to slowing down and enjoying the ride and noticing the things around you. Because if you can be really present where you are, there's a lot of inspiration available. And the funny thing is that like the inspiration that's available, like really noticing where you are now actually enables you to get to the goal faster. So it's kind of like you have to hold on with an open hand in a certain sense. Uh, and I know it doesn't apply to every situation, but I do think that like, if you just take like, for example, my journey uh, with jujitsu, which is this martial art that I'm studying and trying to get better at, like I'm just not going to get better at it overnight. But if I do the right thing, if I'm doing the right drills on a regular basis, then over time, I'm pretty sure I can see an increase. And I think that like anyone who's listening to this podcast is probably, you know, taken on the race course is, is studying your content in relationship to growing their business is studying my content in relationship to growing their business. And what I like 
about the way that we approach selling is that we don't try to ram offers down people's throats. I think that content marketing is patient selling. And what I mean by that is like the, that, you know, the way that you and I sell isn't, you know, Hey, we got this offer buy it. It's like, Hey, who are you? What are you up to? Check out this piece of content. We engage in a conversation. And then later, once a relationship has been built and we know a little bit more about a prospect, we then make an offer that we believe is relevant. And so I think that like there's areas of your business and of your life where patience is going to be really valuable. And it's a skill set that needs to be practiced. Well, that, that is a great distinction there. You know, I always took a lifetime customer approach when I was at Mercedes Benz. And I also developed my relationships within the management at Mercedes Benz because those relationships also were responsible for creating opportunities, especially towards the end. My last two or three roles, actually, the last three roles that I had were as a result of people above me in the network directing uh, people to, to take me on and to utilize my services. So I love that idea that it's a long game. Like it's a lower, it's 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 a slow buying cycle for a Mercedes Benz. For AMG, right, it's right. you know closer to two years, but for a lot of the other models, it might be three three years, four years. So you have to be pretty patient when it comes to expecting to do business with someone again. Apart from, I mean, look, I get, I'm getting content from Mercedes. I have a Mercedes, right? And they're trying to sell me an AMG and I, I keep getting pieces of content from them once every month or two about like AMG stuff. You know what I mean? So like I'm in the sales cycle right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get the magazine and you might go to some events and, and as, as uh, typically will happen, you know, you start to, to rub off onto partners and when a next car in the family gets replaced, it might also be a Mercedes Benz and then. Um, people in the immediate sphere, the the golf club, the uh, driveway in the office at the stockbroking firm, the uh, family Christmas gathering, you start they start getting exposed to it, and and it can cause referral sales. But the main thing that I built with my online business, and I think you're describing, is I've created a low pressure system that does not rely on having to do business with the person that I speak to today. I could wait years. These podcasts are a classic example of process over goals. If we just focus on enjoying the process of creating interesting topics and talking about it from our heart, we're not, we're not saying uh, a call to action to go right now, buy a membership at the instant you're listening to this membership. <laughs> it might take 69 episodes till someone feels like, hey, maybe I could learn something from these guys or maybe I'd like to feel more beautiful or more comfortable with, with myself. I'm a, you know, a middle-aged lady and I'd like to buy Boom products because this Ezra guy sounds like he's onto something. It's a, it can be a, a slow process and that's okay. It's like farming in a way where it might take – it takes like a decade to make a fantastic red wine and that was one of the metaphors that my crazy boss used to – teach me with with this Grange this is fantastic red wine in Australia called Grange and it it took years and years and years and a lot of commitment especially since the guy who developed it was forbidden from making it I mean that, that's a story into itself but this Max Schubert was making this Grange and the owner of the winery found out about it and he said stop making this rubbish like it's it's not good 
don't waste your time on it. But he kept doing it, and then it started winning awards. And then the the wineries guys, guys like yeah, I always believed in you, Max. You know, <laughs> you can do it. And so it's, so it takes a while. And my my crazy boss, you know what he used to say to me, Ezra? He used to say, "We're making Grange, we're making Grange." And what he meant was. And, and he said to me, I don't care if you have to get rid of every single person in this dealership and start from scratch. We're making Grange. You, that means we're not going to be getting a result next week. But within two years, we went from one of the smallest selling dealers to the largest by focusing on the processes, getting the right salespeople, training those salespeople doing better marketing. I really like that time frame for a business venture. Like when people come to me and they say they're trying something or they're getting a brand off the ground and like that, I, re- I always say 18 months to two years. I really think that's a good, um, not that you can't do it quicker, but that's a really good time frame in which you can, you can achieve a lot uh, in, in that time frame. And I think if you've got a new offer, you really want to give yourself 18 months before you judge its success. And one other thing that this brought up for me was like, the, uh, and I want in a very practical terms, how we advertise on Facebook. So the way that I advertise on Facebook is in what I call three different pillars. I have uh, three pillars. Pillar number one is awareness and acquisition. And that's putting messages in front of people who do not know who I am yet. So that's like I'm trying to get people to know about my brand. And then I have retargeting, which is engaging with people who've, who have – or putting messages in front of people who have engaged with my brand in any way. Maybe they've watched a video about us on Facebook. Maybe they visited our website. Maybe they visited a product. Heck, maybe they even visited the shopping cart. So I've got awareness and acquisition. Then I've got retargeting, which is engaging with people and putting messages in front of people who have already seen us somewhere, somehow. And then I've got loyalty, which is um, – people who have done business with us in the past. So those three pillars uh, are, are how we advertise and how we look at our business and how we create content and messaging. Pillar one, people who don't know us. Pillar two, people who've engaged with us. And pillar three, people who've bought from us in the past. And it works really, really well. We end up spending like 70% of our, re- our advertising dollar on the awareness and acquisition pillar. But most of our profit, most of our bottom line, most of our sales come from the 30% of our advertising that is spent on the retargeting and the loyalty pillar. Yeah, well that, that's really uh, the same as on the race course is that it appeals to prospects, people who find out about you because you're, you've got this podcast or someone talks about it or shares it. Then you've got your actual existing customers, which I you know, plan to keep forever. And they're getting served by the great content. And then you've got reactivation of people who used to deal with you and for some reason left, but they still keep seeing you or finding out about you. And then they quite often come back and re-engage. So. You know what's funny about that, James, is about like 85% of what we amplify and put in front of past buyers in the loyalty pillar of our advertising is our own the race course content. Yeah. So like most of what the people who have bought from us in the past or joined our community in the past are seeing are just like pieces of content that are not even trying to sell stuff. And then we offer – we have a couple pieces of content or a couple of sales messages that they'll see on a monthly basis as well. Well, there should always be a way for someone to move forward because that appeals to their impatience. <laughs> that uh, Some marketers want to push customers through a lot of hoops and make it a bit of a sausage machine from start to finish where there's there's certain especially that big launch racket you know those huge products mm. where they come along and they just like it's you've got to you've got to wait and wait and wait and wait and then you know, video one and video two and video three and then you gotta wait and then it's open and then it's closed and you gotta wait again and that 
it's it's great for making a big stag in sales, but it's not good for consistent evergreen revenue. So we've been focusing on making sure there's a fast path for the person who already wants in. They want to buy. They are impatient. Why stress them out any more than they need to? If they, they want to hand over the money, let them through. We've created a slight little a special way of making that work effectively. And uh, it's it's just absolutely killing it. It's going so well now. But I think understanding your customers' desires and, and how they're patient and impatient is also helpful. Yeah, and I also think understanding, because you know, we're, we're focusing this ep- episode more on like sort of a, a practical business side of things. That's just the way it's working out, and which I like to do, by the way. Well, we can talk about personal stuff. Yeah, you know, well, let, let me just make one more point. I actually like when we get a little more, I mean, a lot of the time we, we spend you know on high just like talking about, I mean, good, good stuff, but like more more sort of philosophical stuff. And, and this is this is good. And I like talking about technical and tactical and strategic business things. And interestingly, in my community of e-commerce business owners, people don't quite understand this because, you know, where where e-commerce came from was query based visibility. So people typing in queries on Google, on MSN, on Yahoo, searching for actual products. And when someone types in a query and searches for a product, you don't actually have to do a lot. You just have to have a nice looking picture of it and a decent price point and you can sell the thing. And so this idea that you've got to create a conversation and build a relationship and amplify content is something that most e-commerce business owners just don't understand because most people came from this environment where people who were seeing their offers had come looking for it. And you've got this skill set inherent to you because you come from an environment and from a from a space where like the idea of building a relationship of 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 um you know creating intimacy through content and and adding value ahead of time before making a sales proposition was just inherent to what you were doing and i think that that's sort of one of the reasons why a lot of e-commerce business owners are finding this concept of amplifying content and building relationship a little harder and what else is interesting is that the visibility source and this is why it's so important for e-commerce business owners is that the visibility source for most brands online including e-commerce brands has moved from query based to contextual it's a lot harder now to buy ads on Google for people typing in queries. It's a lot more expensive. It's a lot easier to target people based on data points that you have on them through Facebook, right? You know they're a woman. You know what age they are. You know what they're interested in. So you can leverage contextual targeting a lot easier. And contextual targeting is not – someone wasn't searching for something. They're reading a magazine, the magazine of Facebook, and you're interrupting them with a ad. So it just requires that you play this longer game. Yeah, and even this podcast was us making Grange. When we started this podcast, it was it was sort of an investment in the future. And I've done really, really well picking what's going to be big in the future. I I placed my bets early on on guys like James Dyson, and mm. then I figured Clay Collins was going to shoot to the moon. Yeah, yeah, and you certainly did. You came sniffing along looking for some assistance with smart market or i think <laughs> did, did i did i come was that was i sniffing along is that what happened this yeah you were you know <laughs> give me a hand i'm like this kid's got something <laughs> this guy's going somewhere i like the cut of his jib yeah he's gonna blow up big time it's hilarious and we do this podcast and look at this years later your patience certainly paid off and mine's been rewarded as well you know i'm i'm more of a long-term sort of a uh, an operator because I don't need to get a payoff today, like you said. When you, it's it's not about hunger, but it's about positioning. If you position in a place where you can enjoy the process, 
it's better. It's, it's like uh, with my surfing. To improve my surfing, I've been focused on riding one board as much as possible, and I put a little. I get a um, permanent marker mark each time I ride it, and I'm trying to build that permanent market progress bar all the way to the nose. <laughs> I think I've ridden it 26 times as at this point, and I'm really improving on that board because I have that. I've, I'm patient to know that it's going to take me a while to get a great result, but I can see that progress coming along. And I'm not always focused on the, the horizon, which would be focusing on the nose. I'm not always looking at the nose thinking, gosh, I'm not there yet. Gosh, I'm not there yet. Gee, I'm missing out. That's not how I'm thinking. That's a Dan Sullivan thing. It's horizon thinking where people are so obsessed with the future, they're never living in the present. I actually look at the bars on that board, the little progress bars, and I see this is where I'm at. I've got confidence because, look, I've ridden this board 26 times. I've ridden it in big waves, small waves. I know I can make the drops. I know that I can do the turns on this board. I'm getting more and more confident with it. And then I, I really enjoy adding another progress bar to it with the permanent marker saying, hey, you know, I'm building experience on this. And look at that. Wow, I'm actually bridging the gap to where the nose is. And one day when I get there, it's going to be so exciting. But I'm just enjoying the process. And if you dial in the right processes, in this case, it's just putting runs on the board, <laughs> literally, then it's, it's going to get you, you know, that enjoyment during the experience as well as at, you know, when you reach that point. I suppose at the end of the board, my my reward will be I get to buy a new board because I'll probably have worn this one out. <laughs> you know, I think this is the moral of this story is that good things come with time. I mean, obviously, lots of stuff can happen quickly as well. But like inherently, we know as people that if we're willing to invest time and energy and effort consistently over time, we can achieve results in the areas we want. And so enjoy. And one of the ways to be paid, one of the ways that patience works the best is if you're enjoying whatever the situation you are in is. If you're finding where you are wrong, if you have that you're not doing good enough and things aren't right and you're screwed up and you're not a good enough surfer or whatever, then it's a lot harder to be patient because you think that where you are is wrong. But if you're enjoying your present moment, it's a lot easier to be patient and you end up being even more effective because you're having a good time, so you're paying more attention, you're more inspired, etc. So, any last words on patience before we run into the willpower wager? Well, it's just that's that's a good point, you know, in sales and marketing. If you if you don't have to be the one to move first, if you're not compromised, then you'll probably do quite well. If you have more options or more choice, if if you don't come off as so uh, like neat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, whenever I go into big negotiations. Of, of any kind, whether it's to buy a house, whether it's um, whether it's to attend a court or whatever, I used to have to go to the tribunal sometimes when I was running the dealership because customers <laughs> had some crazy ones. But one I remember, uh, he he wanted a full refund after driving a hundred thousand kilometers over three or four years because there was a ghost in his car. Wow. I'm not. I'm not kidding. So anyway, any any time I go to a long <laughs> negotiation, I'll fuel up. I'll eat lots of food and drink so that I can just last the distance and be the least compromised. And it allows me to be more patient in negotiations and to to um, to you know concentrate better and to assess all the options without having to be hasty or impatient about it. 
news and updates. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. And I think that patience is super valuable and that it can be practiced daily. One good way to practice patience is with meditation. Uh, news and updates. Super fast business. March 2017, actually. March 16th and 17th, 2017. Any any updates? I saw you posted a picture uh, from the hotel. That, I guess that yeah. means you signed the contract. What, what else do you got going on there? <laughs> oh, I signed that the beginning of the year. As soon as I run my event, I signed the contract within a week of that because I'm still excited about the event and it was amazing. And then if I don't do it fairly quickly, I'm worried I mightn't re-sign it because it's always a bit of a hassle and it's quite expensive. However, it's definitely happening and we, we're gonna we're, we're approaching the 200 ticket mark it's going to be a significant event in march by the time we get there i mean look it it is by far the best marketing conference in the southern hemisphere it's a great great marketing conference i, I it is a great conference it's just a great experience and we look forward to your biannual visit yeah i come once every two years but yeah so so can you tell me any any are you announcing any of the, the speakers that you got oh we know yeah it's, i mean we've got ryan levesque talking about product launching and about his ask methodology we've got tom breeze Talking about YouTube videos. Yeah, that guy's a celebrity uh, in our industry we've got for sure. Ilana Wexler talking about AdWords. I have one of your mates, I met him at your event, talking about his e commerce business. Uh, who'd you get? You know, the Wanderer bracelets. Oh, yes, yes. That guy's in my mastermind. He's really sharp. Ben Ben Katzman. He's very, very sharp. Absolutely super sharp. Uh, and He kind of looks like uh, me. He's I, sort of like an Ezra replacement, really. I mean, he's got a man, man bud and a beard. Well, I sat beside <laughs> him at a restaurant after, after your event and was just listening to his story. And I just thought, I'd love it if you could share this story yeah, with he's, our audience. Because that's... That's an example of a little bit of serendipity combined with get, doing the right things. You're giving mastermind advice and, you know, he's scaled up very quickly and we, that's, that serves as a wonderful example. Um, we also have Andrew Locke there and, and I'll be talking. I mean, we talk about building teams, which seems to be a popular topic. With I didn't realize it was so popular, but everyone asked me to talk about it. So I've been polishing that content for a while and I'm going to deliver the best stuff that I have at the event and i'm also going to talk about how to build a business that you can sell nice and then you've also got a surfing mastermind coming up in september of 2017 right oh yeah we've got the maldives i've got, got the boat booked for that it's uh, it's going to be epic i've got most of the people who came in the first one are coming back so i booked an extra week to cater for new people who want to come and it's, it's so good like it's just for me that's that's the that is the classic example of patience it's taken me one decade, but in that decade, I've been able to combine my loves. You know, I didn't even discover surfing until three years ago, thanks to you, in Hawaii, when we went surfing at our other mastermind. That was probably the first surfing-related mastermind. But I, I combined my love of business did we? I guess we t we did take people. We took people out on the uh, on the dark side. We took them out on paddle boards. Well, we did the subs, and that was great. Um, you fell off quite a few times trying to push me over. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work out so well for me. <laughs> that was that was so karmic, wasn't it? I saw you coming at me. I'm like, what's going on here? You're trying to push me off, and you fell off. It's like, um, so I've combined my love of business and my love of surfing, and you know, my love of res resort 
travel destinations. It's so beautiful there. Even if you don't surf, the snorkeling and the the manta rays and stuff. It's just, and the food. My goodness, they feed you four times a day with the most healthy, amazing food. So, so if you, you want to go surfing with James, so excited. Basically, if you if you you know when they talk about you know live the life of your dreams, do your passion and all that sort of stuff. You can actually do it. I have to pinch myself sometimes. But I actually have been able to figure out the things that I absolutely love and work them into my life. And, and you know, with my newest business, which relates to the surfing, I'm like, gosh, I'm going to be getting like press passes to surfing events and uh, interviewing people who inspire me from the surfing side of things. It's just it's just amazing to see how you can do that. But it is a long game. It's, as I said, 10 years later from when I started trying to figure out how to build a website, these dreams have come true. But there's been a lot of steps in between and, and that's the thing. So if, if, you, if you're not happy with your life right now and you want something different, put a minimum of two years commitment to making a significant change. Yes. And in yes. five years from now, it could be Absolutely. unbelievable. And in 10 years from now, it will be unrecognizable. Yeah, I really like that. I like that frame of give yourself 18 months to two years uh, to make any kind of real significant change if we're talking about um, business. I mean, even if we're talking about body style, right? Like people who are like significantly overweight who want to lose weight, like that can take six months to a year of like hardcore effort uh, to see a drastic, you know, increase or sorry, uh, you know, decrease in weight or whatever. It's a good frame because that way you're setting reasonable expectations and you know what, you know, you know what you have uh, ahead of you. I really like it. Now, and just, just one caution though, one caution. And it's often I see people saying, you know, I'm going to do this thing and, you know, next year or the beginning of the first quarter or by the end of next year, all of that. I'm like, hang on, whoa, wait, stop. Why, why so long? And what I find out is often it is just, it's just by putting it in the future a fair way down the track, they've pretty much abdicated, you know, responsibility for it. It's so far away, it's not real, and they're not really going to get there because they're not doing anything about it. So when we're talking here about allow two years, what we're saying is allow two years to have a different you scenario. But then step back from those two years and identify the, the process steps that need to happen and especially what needs to happen today and tomorrow and next week. What do you have to keep doing over and over again so that you Yeah, can it's not like just change. wait around for two years. You no. actually have to do stuff, you know. Of course you um, do. And that's where we're saying break it down into small baby steps and little tiny change like just switching to bulletproof coffee for breakfast, for example would be one small process change that could burn fat off for you over uh, even a month, two months, you'd notice quite a difference. A year later, you'd be very different. So the, there will be small process steps that you can do to make change. If, it, if it's to grow your own business, then it's not going to happen until you you know, actually start figuring out who your audience is and what, what they like to buy and how you could provide that for them. Those simple steps, you know, that... The, the most important thing, like finding your offer that converts, people often leave that to last because it's the most difficult and it's actually the only thing that matters in the beginning. Yeah, uh, it, the only thing that matters is do people actually want the thing that you are offering them? The rest of it's fairly yeah. routine, frankly. Yeah, there's no point spending two years building an amazing store to sell 
something that will no one wants to buy. Yeah. You know, that, that's what Kickstarter's for. Yeah, and if you do have something amazing that you want to sell while we're in the news and updates and pitching our stuff section, uh, I have a training course on Facebook video ads. It is available. It is open. You can find it at smartmarketer.com. Come check us out. I also – I've been recommending that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a good one, man. It's the best best advertising course I've ever done, I, I believe. And I've done a lot of advertising courses. Uh, it's the most bite-sized. It's the most follow-along-able, which is not a word, but uh, it's really, really good. Uh, and we've been doing our Facebook Live shows. Uh, we were shooting for every week. It hasn't worked out that way. It's worked out to be about <laughs> once a month. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> That's like the Women's Weekly magazine here that they publish monthly. Yeah, exactly. So so we're going to – I think in 2017 we can actually hit weekly. In 2016 the goal was uh, once a week and we hit once a month. But uh, um, those have been really fun. You can find those on uh, my fan page, smartmarketer.com forward slash – or actually facebook.com forward slash meet. Ezra. Hey, James, are you keeping your quote today? Patience is not simply the ability to wait. It's how we behave while we're waiting. That's, that's, someone must have written that in an airport. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. I think, I think I agree with you that the meditate, like that is, that is a good example. You know, when you catch a plane, there's no point being impatient about getting to the other end. It's, it's, you're not going to be able to go up the front and hit the throttle and speed up the plane. So, I like to stare at a little spot on the wall and just tune out. And next thing you know, we've arrived. Yeah, we also like you. There, you have no. It's one of those situations. You don't have any control. You might as well just chill out, chill out, and enjoy yourself. Might as well accept it, embrace it, even enjoy it. How can I use this time to to listen to an audio book or maybe you want to slap on a Think I Get podcast next time? That we would certainly. Yeah, load up the Think I Gets <laughs> and binge. Binge listen to the entire thing. We, we had some funny episodes involving bananas. Um, yeah, we've done sex. Some, we've done some crazy stuff. Mums. Uh, uh, yeah, like there's been some weird stuff going on. I, I'd I'd love to know from anyone who's just binge watched the entire thing at Get. Give us a little summary of of you know how we how are we doing? What have what's changed? Are we still on track? Is it gotten better or worse i'd be curious because of that context yeah and you can uh, email us you can comment on our blog you can post inside of itunes just reply to any of the email broadcasts we send when there's a new episode it comes straight to us and then my quote is the two most powerful warriors are patience and time leo tolstoy i just really think it's true i think that there's pretty much nothing you can't accomplish in your life if you're willing to take the time and energy to move in the direction of the thing that you're looking for and you've got patience and you're also being deliberate and being smart and looking for ways to do what you're doing better and looking for people who are already you know done or something similar to what you're up to and learning from them like i really feel like with patience and with time you can get anywhere you want to go and that really that that viewpoint if you're willing to adopt it or even try it on for a year uh, is very freeing. It gives you a lot of agency in your life. That's a great quote. So this has been episode 69 on patience, uh, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Patience, what is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think I Get. These episodes are focused on mindset, behavior, and results. And our goal is to improve your life and your business. And everything that we do here is dedicated towards you, our listeners. So we really would love to hear what you think. You know, what do you think about patience? Let us know. Shoot us an email. Comment on iTunes. Comment on our blog. Ezra Firestone. James Shramko. Good time, man. Thanks, Ezra. It's so good to catch up and we should do more of these.
Yeah, we should. I'll book another one later. But you got to be patient. You got to be patient. You've got to be patient because you can never get me on the phone. <laughs> You're busy making all those millions now. Yeah, no, I don't know. I hope you'll still talk to me next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I've got. Uh, you know, that's the other thing is not not we're in an interesting position where we're kind of semi niche famous. These are now the outtakes here, uh, listeners. Uh, we're like niche famous, right? Like some people in this little internet bubble of online marketing know about us, and like I have seen. People who are in our spot of being, um, you know, educators in this space, let that get to their head a little bit and kind of modify their behavior or think somehow they're now like really cool because like people follow their content or something. I don't know, man. I, I got, uh, I'm fortunate enough to have Carrie to, to keep me straight. But uh, I, yeah, if you ever catch me, if you ever well, catch me, if you catch you liking your own Facebook stuff, if you catch me liking my own Facebook post, you got to shut me down, man. <laughs> it's all good, man. You're perfect just how you are. I appreciate that. All right. Talk to you later. See ya. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free. 